You are listening to the Local Hearted Podcast, episode number 20, with Asheville painter Cheryl Kiefer. Welcome to the Local Hearted Podcast. I'm Meredith Adler, and I am your host. Join me as we get to know the people who create the wide variety of art in Asheville and in the mountain counties of Western North Carolina. We'll also talk with some of the people who create opportunities for our local artists and help them shine. Hi, this is Meredith, and thank you for listening to the Local Hearted Podcast today. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the show. My guest today is painter Cheryl Kiefer, known regionally for her plein air paintings of Western North Carolina, as well as her urban landscapes of downtown Asheville. Cheryl has won awards for her work and has also served as a judge for painting competitions. Highlights of this interview include... How Cheryl's preference to have some mystery in her paintings inspires her subject matter. Why Cheryl chooses to consider every painting an experiment. How her childhood years in a rural setting influenced Cheryl's interest in cityscapes. How her first career, although not directly art-related, was instrumental in Cheryl's pursuing her lifelong love of painting. Cheryl's take on teaching painting to others and her advice on what it really takes to learn to paint. And you will hear how humble Cheryl is about her own journey. And hearing Cheryl talk about how much she loves the life she has created here in Asheville. It is with great pleasure that I bring to you this conversation with Cheryl Kiefer. So Cheryl, thank you so much for joining me on the Local Hearted Podcast today. I'm really excited to talk to you and find out about your work. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you for for coming. Oh. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. I really feel like it's a treat sitting here looking at all your paintings. I'm loving this. Uh, and I could describe them, but I really like to start with having the artists describe in their own words what they do. And so I would love to have you do that. Okay. Um, what I do, I think um, my process starts with looking around. <laughs> and uh, through that, sometimes I have my paint with me and I paint what I see. Sometimes I have my camera with me and I, I take photographs of ideas that I think would be wonderful to try and paint. And so um, some of these paintings began with a study uh, in paint outdoors and then some of them began with a photograph Mm -hmm. that kind of drew me for some reason. From there, you know, I come in and mull them over (laughs) Sometimes it takes, um, 
you know, I look at a photograph and I think, oh my goodness, I need to paint, you know, something about that photo. But um, sometimes it takes a while for it to incubate, I think. And, and um, then one day I pull out the photograph and, and interpret it and paint. So sometimes you're on the spot, you mm -hmm. see something and you are motivated to just get out those paints and start right away. Yes. And other times you sit with a, an image for right. a while. Right. Okay. And what about subject matter? Would you talk about your subject matter? Yeah. Um, like a lot of artists around here in North, Western North Carolina, I'm so inspired by the mountains and by the way that they are ever changing. You know, the moods change and I really like the moody, moody, moody mountains. I like sunshine too, but I think that um, clouds and sunsets, sunrises, and just uh, a little bit of the mystery of the mist coming up from the mountains is a little more interesting. I think, I don't know, it just moves me. How can you, how can I explain that? Uh -huh. no, that's perfect. I, I did try writing one time, uh -huh. but I decided I was a better storyteller with paint. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy writing, but... Uh. So does that put you out there in the weather sometimes, in weather extremes? Yeah, actually it really does. Yesterday was a beautiful day um, to me because of the showers coming and going. And uh, the way the water just, you know, affects uh, all the colors and all the uh, edges, uh -huh. edges, you know, uh -huh. the edges just kind of dissolve. So to me, that's very interesting. And with oil paint, you can get such a big variety of edges. And mm -hmm. so I was out there in the rain yesterday looking around and photographing and, you know, getting wet, but it's kind of a good feeling. Yeah. At least it wasn't cold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it sounds like you might be in a position of showing people things that they might miss because they might be inside. I think a lot of people are surprised at, you know, all the rain scenes that I've painted and they're like, wow, you really like rain. But um, but a lot of us can identify, I think, because we've all looked at the, you know, shiny, colorful reflections in wet streets. And, you know, it kind of, it's, it's got a charm. It's got a, it, it makes us feel something inside. I don't know what that is. But to me, I mean, I grew up in rural North Alabama in a pine thicket. <laughs> My brother and sister tease me when I say that, but it is true. <laughs> but, um, you know, we would on special occasions go to Birmingham to celebrate birthdays or Christmas or whatever holidays. And when we were in Birmingham at night, I was just so, I mean, it was something to celebrate. There was something to celebrate about that. And I think I had thought about why I love to do these rainy night scenes. And I think that's the reason because it kind of takes me back to that happiest time in my childhood when we were 
out of, you know, the country and into the city and things were so shiny and, and it, and we were all just celebrating something together. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with those kind of experiences as a child. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's that psychological Maybe. I but, mean, it's a subject matter that's been yeah. with you But for at the so same long. time, I love the country. I love farms. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up really close to my grandparents' farm. And um, so I do appreciate the scenery without any human, you know, evidence or, or without that human impact as well. But You do both. I do both, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved hearing that that you were influenced possibly by something yeah. from way back that yeah. was always special to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is something about the reflection like, and the way you interpret them that really adds, I think, something to a scene. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. What kind of reactions do other people have to them? Um, well, I was overhearing a couple talk about my paintings one day and she, the lady said, I just don't know why she puts all those wires in the sky, <laughs> those power lines. <laughs> and then her, her husband said, well, I, you know, he was really into it. He said, I think she's trying to show the human impact on the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, even though I had never really even verbalized it like that, but, but I, but, you know, I appreciated her comment because I know, I mean, that's kind of a harsh, I don't really enjoy seeing power lines. I'd rather see, you know, the natural sky and, and the trees, um, without the wires going through them, but, but they're there. And so it's, you know, it's still a charming scene. I think sometimes, even with those um, those power poles and the lines, and they kind of uh, rock our world. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, without them, where would we be? But um, but anyway, I I I kind of I kind of see the beauty in them, and they d- help direct the eye in a painting and. So I kind of use them for, you know, for moving your eye around and breaking up the sky, you know, so that it's not just one big shape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can see, I'm looking at a couple of them now, they are a compositional element yeah. of what you do. And, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, but so that that was one reaction yeah right <laughs> yeah most people are very kind and they say oh my goodness look at you know i love the way you can capture the atmosphere and the and how in the world do you make the street look reflective of those lights you know so that's it's really fun to hear those kinds of comments it's really fun to watch people look at your work i think as an artist of you know, mm-hmm. any kind. It's just always fun. Yeah. No matter what the reaction is, I think. Because I'm not easily discouraged. Because <laughs> <laughs> people um, will say, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, but, you know, I really don't like this about this painting. And 
I I was never one to really mind if people didn't like my work because I knew I would keep painting no matter what and it's okay, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The whatever big. reaction they have is fun. Painting's a big part of you, it sounds like. Oh yeah, it is. When did you start painting? How did you get your start? Um, I've always, always enjoyed painting and drawing. And um, when I was 13, my mother bought a set of oil paint for me and a book. <laughs> and so I just copied the still lifes out of the book. And then um, she found somebody in town because even though they weren't good, she said this child maybe you know with some lessons <laughs> because I just enjoyed the process and I loved I think I just loved looking at paintings when I was growing up I just loved I don't know what it was but I mean I spent a long time looking at artwork when I was growing up in books and um my mother sold the encyclopedia, so, you know, I found the peas and just discovered myself. I think I thought, oh, I want to do that. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to learn how to do this. And I liked all, you know, like Frank Stella was in there, and Picasso was in there, and Rembrandt was in there. <laughs> I mean, I had the whole gamut, and I liked it all. So ended up getting a degree in college, and the rest is history. And did I see on your website the degree was actually in art education? Yes, my degree is in art ed. Were you intending to teach or did you teach? I wasn't intending to teach, but I did teach. But I didn't teach art very much because, you know, art teachers, in, at the time that I graduated in Alabama, there was hardly any funding for art teachers, you know, and they were few and far between, so there weren't very many openings. So I ended up teaching gifted, in gifted programs, pull-out programs, and got a, a graduate degree in gifted education, and then, but also I got some graduate painting along the way. So one of the things about gifted ed was, as, as gifted ed teachers, we heard you have to live a self-examined life. You have to be a fulfilled person before you can go out and help these gifted children gather what they need, you know, to be to be fulfilled in their lives. So that was so helpful. I mean, I even I think they sent me to a couple of painting classes, you know, just as the gifted teacher because I I needed some professional development. And they said you choose what you want to take. So, um, so that was, that was kind of interesting. I learned a lot about myself, even though I don't consider myself gifted, but I think we're all gifted in some ways. So it was, it was a wonderful, um, experience. It sounds like you were not only encouraged, it was almost like a mandate, like you go do what you need oh, to yeah, do. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it made, it, it freed you up to, to realize that, hey, you do need to take care of your own, you know, intellectual and academic needs mm -hmm. and interest so that you can be a well-rounded person and help these children. I, and all teachers need the same thing. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. 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 And with the gifted, 
Was it like you were there to help with enrichment? Is that yes, what it was? Yes, it was enrichment. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be a guide on the side, okay. not a sage on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and any gifted teacher can, I mean, that is a quote from a book. So, yeah. And it, and it was wonderful because I, I would, uh, those students were just amazing and they were so much fun. And, you know, it was, it was an amazing opportunity to work with them. And what ages were you working with? Um, I mainly taught in elementary school, mainly fifth and sixth grade. But I, you know, when I first started out, they sent me to this high school and I had grades four through 12 that year. So I went to different schools and sent me to a high school and they wanted me to teach a research class. And I had just graduated from college myself and had barely done a research project. (laughs) But anyway, I got, the thing is, I got some local college professors to kind of help me. And they helped uh, judge the students' projects. So, yeah. So I was always learning with my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Finding your resources. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. How long did you teach for? 25 years. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And painting on the side. And painting on the side. Mm-hmm. And you had summers. And I had summers, and that's when I took a lot of the graduate painting classes was during the summers. So I'm thankful that I had that time to, yeah. you know, be creative that way. Because teaching the gifted <laughs> programs um, took a lot of time and energy, as you can imagine. Yeah. Because we had no books. So, you know, I was writing the curriculum. (laughs) So we did a lot of debates. And I would say, okay, today we're going to do a debate. So, you know, here's the topic. And all right, get to work. But they loved it. And that's what they needed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, sounds like you had to be creative in your teaching. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So do they, do your students, any of them you think know what you're doing now? Yes. Yeah. They do. Oh my gosh. Facebook. Ah, <laughs> they see. And I know what they're doing. So it's really great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Bringing back memories. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Aw. So how did you make the switch or when did that happen? And what was that like for you, especially when you switched from teaching to yeah. full-time professional artist? Um, well, um, it was when I retired from teaching, it was a joyous occasion. <laughs> I loved it, but it was, it was time. And I really, uh, you know, just, threw myself into painting and hardly came out of my studio for about two years because I just felt like I had so much, you know, lost time to make up. So, uh, it was, it was good. So you just painted and painted. Painted and painted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually we had been coming up to Western North Carolina from North Alabama for several years. And finally, when I retired, we decided we'd just move you know, like everybody else, to Asheville. And, um, of course, you know, there's just so much art up here. It was, 
It was amazing. In Alabama, you can say, oh, I paint, and people go, oh, my God, you're an artist. And then, <laughs> what you, you know, oh, I want to see your work. And then up here, you can say, I paint, and they'll go, oh, what's your medium? You know, I uh-huh. paint, too. <laughs> uh-huh. It's almost expected. Everybody is an right, artist. Or, right. or, oh, yeah, I'm a potter. Or, oh, yeah, I'm a, yeah. yeah. It's almost expected. You're right. Uh-huh. Uh, so is that when you started in the River Arts District, or did that take yeah, some time? Yeah, actually, or? we lived up here um, a few years before I, you know, made the River Arts District connection. Oh, the way I made the River Arts District connection um, a few years ago, I came down to the Fine Art League of the Carolinas to take a class with one of the professors who had worked with Ben Long and been to Italy to study. And um, I was at that time going to an open studio drawing session once a week, but I wanted to get better. And, you know, as artists, as painters, I guess, and people who are more visual, we like to keep our drawing honed and sharpened. So... um I took this class, and when I was coming down to the River Arts District twice a week to take this class, and just kind of fell in love with the River Arts District. It was the dead of winter. There weren't a lot of people in Asheville at that time, because it's been probably seven or eight years ago. And uh, But there was something about just being down here, you know, it's that everybody that cliche, you know, is the energy <laughs> of all these artists and these big old warehouse buildings. And, you know, it's just kind of a wonderful place to uh, to be, to gather your thoughts and to express yourself without, you know, in a safe, in a safe zone, I guess. I don't know. Which I didn't, I didn't really think I needed that and I don't need that to paint but it was just uh, I don't know it just spoke to me it's like oh you need to be down here this is you know you could get something from being down here with all the other artists and and maybe you've got something to give to them I don't know but anyway anyway it's like your intuition yeah talking to you Mm -hmm. exactly okay so, and how has it been? It has been wonderful. I started out um, in a little studio with Molly Corsell and B. Seberg and shared that with a friend, Eleanor Bowman, who I'd been going to these life drawing sessions with. And uh, so we were there for a couple of years, and then we moved down the hall to Sandra Bottinelli's you know, white space. We were there for a couple of years and then um, just so many artists in one little space. So we decided we needed a little bit bigger. So Eleanor is down the street now at the Eco Depot and I'm here at Northlight Studios mm-hmm. with Wendy Whitson. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been in this one? Um, we've been here for going on two years. Yeah. And what do you like about it in here? Well, Wendy, um, when I moved in, the whole downstairs had just been refurbished and made into these beautiful studios. Um, it was office space and 
retail space. Wendy had the has had the building for about five years. And so she just wanted it to be full of artists. And I was just lucky enough to be kind of in between studios and when it became available. So uh, what do I like about being here? Oh my goodness, um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's a, um, the most beautiful studio I've ever painted in. And um, I like the people who are in here are just so wonderful. We bounce ideas off of each other. We ask each other what we should title the painting we just finished. Because, <laughs> you know, once you paint a thousand paintings, you're like out of titles, especially when they're all sunsets. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and then, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just great to see what other people are doing. It's exciting. It's mm -hmm. it's just across the street from other wonderful artists and mm -hmm. down the street from other wonderful artists. So, you know, and everybody down here, I think, is here because they love what they do, which, you know, I can so appreciate that. Um, it's just an amazing place to be, an amazing time in Asheville, mm -hmm. yeah, for artists. So you are surrounded by people who, like the immediate, sounds like you really care about each other mm -hmm. and support each other, and then the overall energy of the district. Yes. It's a good thing. Yes, it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I just love knowing everybody and all the connections that you make, you know, while you're down here, and the people who are coming in, and uh, it's just really special mm -hmm. that when the public comes in yeah when the mean? public comes in mm -hmm. it's, just, um, it's amazing the people that you meet just being here you know you get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people yes. about yes. your work and I imagine other things too. yes other things too well one thing I'm definitely picking up from talking to you is how much you love painting and I wonder if you would talk more about that and like what it does for you inside and yeah <clears throat> I'll try <laughs> okay it's, it's it's kind of it's difficult I don't know um, I think somebody said painting is cheaper than therapy <laughs> I, I have to admit it is therapy for me and I don't know if it's therapy or if it's just something that I need to do to feel like I'm fulfilled because um, if I don't paint, you know, if I go a few days and I haven't been able to paint, I'm not as happy a person as I am when I do get to paint. Mm -hmm. And I, I just feel like it it kind of bottles up inside me. I need to express myself and that's that's uh it's crazy and it's it's a little trite, but I I do feel better. There's so many things that I wanna try. You know, and I think that painting is, for me, an experiment. It's one experiment after another. Sometimes it doesn't turn out well. You know, you learn a lot that way. But um, I, I just like to push myself. I like to try different and new things and to see if I can get certain effects. So it is that 
I don't know, I feel like I'm sort of a pioneer every time I paint. You know, why do people have to climb a mountain? I don't know when I have to paint. <laughs> and, so um, it really feels new every time you sit down it or does. stand at yeah. your easel. Yeah. Huh. It really does feel new every time. I've, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still, every painting is a learning experience. I, I hate to admit that, but it is. Do you have new directions that you're looking at that you I'm, want to talk about? I'm trying about? to get some new directions. <laughs> <laughs> People who know me best say, well, why don't you paint, you know, like a sunny day? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yesterday I tried and it was this beautiful rainy day, and so I couldn't. I just had to paint another street scene with rain. And it was really, really gray, so I let myself do that. <laughs> <laughs> you were in your element, it sounds like. Yeah, there's like... nobody around to judge that, so that's good. <laughs> that was good. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Oh. oh, when you were talking about experiments, I just started to wonder if you're moving in new directions also, oh, or if yeah. you're really talking about no, how I'm, to manipulate I mean, the paint. I'm still working on atmosphere, atmospheric effects. I'm still finding so much beauty there that I can't leave that. Although, I mean, I, I will diversify every once in a while and paint a blue sky. Uh-huh. Especially if I'm outside and, you know, there is one. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything else. But um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, you know, I keep thinking on, about all these people who've said, aren't you going to paint something different? And uh, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, there are a gazillion compositions, you know, from one spot, no matter where you are. It, I don't think that artists should pressure themselves to do something completely different. But I feel like every painting is completely different. Mm -hmm. I really do. So you're satisfied doing what you're doing and oh, finding yeah. new ways to express what you're mm -hmm. looking to express, it mm -hmm. sounds like. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If you were talking about when you said experimenting subject matter or really how to work the paint. And it sounds like you're talking about paint effects. Yeah, how to work the paint. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, then there's color. Because mm -hmm. my colors are a lot the same. I have a very limited palette. But every once in a while, I'll try a new color. So that's an experiment. <laughs> that's right. That's branching out. Yeah. Yeah. So. And along the lines of what you said, and I don't know if I will include this in the audio, but I was listening to a podcast with uh, Robert Ginn. Do you know who that is? He used to write, He, I think he died a couple years ago, but he used to write twice weekly letters to an artist, and uh -huh. you could receive it in your email, and he just talked about all different subjects relating to making art, and it, it was a big source of support for a lot of people. Anyway, I was listening to him on this show, and he said, I think that the only question an artist should ask themselves when they get up in the morning is, what do I want to do today? 
And I loved that. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that, that meant a lot to me, yeah. hearing yeah. that. And that, yeah, that, um, I think that's, uh, artists sort of start feeling guilty about what they're doing or feel like they need to do more or, you know, different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That the way to be creative is just to ask yourself, what do you want to do today? Mm-hmm. And play around. And give yourself the permission. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about, I don't, I can't remember if I heard you say this on the radio or I read this in an article, but that it isn't always easy for you. And I wanted to ask you about that, mm-hmm. if you would talk about that. Um, well, I just don't think it's, yeah, I did, and I think that's just because if we start thinking about all the other things that we could, should be doing, you know, and, and sometimes we make it hard on ourselves and sometimes it's expectations of others mm-hmm. and the creative process is not, you know, as supported in our culture as it is in some other cultures or as it should be I think so it's Mm -hmm. very stifling Mm -hmm. in the United States I think to be to feel that creative urge and pay attention to it too (laughs) oh and you know I'm sorry I should have clarified what I thought I heard you saying was the actual act of painting can be difficult (gasps) yes (laughs) <laughs> it's always difficult. <laughs> is it? Can you talk well, about I mean, that? Painting is not difficult, but painting and doing something with a paint that you really want to do can be difficult. Yeah. Bringing your vision yes, to the canvas. Absolutely. Making the paint say what you want it to say. That And that just goes back with manipulating it. And yeah. So you like everybody else has to live with some tough moments yes yeah oh absolutely yeah except yeah how do you work your way through those well I here's an example (laughs) I brought out a painting the other day that had been in the closet for about four years and finally I had some ideas you know to bring that painting to life and to make it say something. Okay. So, so giving it some space. Yeah. Get, uh, you know, so sometimes I just have to put it in the closet. And I think that that's true of a lot of artists. I think they just put it aside and, you know, um, I think it helps to have multiple paintings started at once and uh, then you don't feel so bad if one's going wrong. Yeah, you can keep painting That's but you right. can stop wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. You sound like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely been there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, I I finally have learned to give myself freedom, like if the painting's not working and I hate it, 
which I don't usually hate my paintings, even if they're bad. I mean, some people just destroy them. I don't, I don't, I don't mind if they're not working too much. It's hard, but it's, it's fine. The painting's just an experiment. Uh, so I started, that's the reason I call them that. Oh, like some people so, call them studies so that yeah. you're not as attached to the outcome? Is that no, what you I mean? Call, I, call them, I call every painting an experiment because mm -hmm. some studies can be really good. <laughs> A lot of your paintings are really but good. Not all experiments, experiments turn out well. Okay. <laughs> or, or they don't turn out, always turn out. Um, you know, you can learn something from every experiment, but... It's not always the information that you thought you would learn. <laughs> it's not always the result that you wanted to get. So if you're there to learn something, it's a success no matter what the finished thing looks like. Is that I where think you're that's going what with I that? I think that's what we should uh, the idea that we should try to hold on to. Yes. Okay. I do have to tell you. I have been wanting to tell you this. When I read that about you saying that painting is often difficult, I flashed <laughs> in my mind to a few years ago, I was in, and you were in a um, paint out in Burnsville, the one where you oh, yeah, took yeah. the top prize. Oh, yes. Yes. And you were, when I arrived I in Burnsville, <clears throat> you were already on the street. You were painting a street scene when I got there. That. And I remember, like, I was looking for a parking space, and I saw you, and you looked so relaxed and so, <laughs> like, you were just in your bliss. I was like, wow. I'm good at pretending. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You, you looked like you could no. have been in private in your studio. You just looked that relaxed. Like, oh, wow. Well, I've, I have learned over the years that if you put on a certain face, it eventually sinks in. <laughs> I'm serious. You start to believe yourself. Yes. <laughs> I worked for Shoney's <laughs> when I was in high school. And um, one of the 10 steps as a waitress at Shoney's was you have to smile. Before I knew it, I was happy <laughs> about being a waitress. Having the smile on yeah. your face made you believe yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, I just was like, well, she is making it look easy. <laughs> Fake it to make it in this there world. You go. <laughs> so what does making it look like for you? Um, well, that's a good question. I feel like I have, I feel like I'm living the dream. I think that was in my article too. <laughs> I am living the dream. I'm just like, you know, I don't know what else I could do. But You're doing exactly I'm what you want to be. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Yes. That is great. It is a, a God-given thing. It's just amazing. It's hard to say anything after that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That just yeah feels uh, like a wonderful... It's just wonderful to hear somebody express that about their life. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I wish everybody could. I, I didn't always feel this way, although I probably should have, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and looking back, I should have. But anyway, um, I've, I remember reading an article about an artist, and I wish I could remember who that was. Um, but he said he got up every morning, read the paper, drank a cup of coffee, went to his studio, sat there, looked at his paintings, drank another cup of coffee, and then he started painting. And I thought, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, kind of doing that yeah. now. But, uh, yeah. It, and it, it, it is wonderful to be able to focus on your inspirations, you know, what inspires you. And I do think that every person needs time to do that and support to do that. That makes sense. And it sounds like you have a lot of that support built in to the way you have set up your situation. Mm -hmm. I do have that. But, yeah, that was also a gift. (laughs) Should we mention your teaching? Like when you teach other artists that I can tell you that one of the other artists I think it was Laurel mentioned you on her show if she was getting ready to take a workshop I mean my take on teaching is that um, I feel like I can't teach someone how to paint I feel like people can take instruction that helps but I think that Spending time with the paint is what is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. And I I love to work with people um, who are learning how to paint as long as they don't get really frustrated. <laughs> but uh, I try to encourage people to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what... I was born with. I was born with enjoying the process so much and wanting to learn how to paint so much that I stuck with it an awful long time. And probably, you know, people go, oh, I wish I could paint like you. And I'll go, oh, if you had been painting for 50 years, you could probably paint a lot better than I can. (laughs) So, um, I, you know, I just encourage people to stick with it. Because it's not easy. I mean, it's easy to paint, but it's not always easy to paint your vision. Mm-hmm. So that's what I enjoy about painting, I think. It's just the process of learning and trying to get there. Mm-hmm. That is a gift. because It is a gift because most people are too impatient. If, if people, you know, if painting was easy and you could just learn how to do it in a workshop, then I'm wondering if anybody would really want to paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was that It wouldn't easy. be very, you know, much fun if everybody could do it really quick. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's been a fun journey, you know, and it still is a fun journey. Great. <laughs> it's the road I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's why I'm painting all these highways. 
I'm on that road. You're on that road and that road. <laughs> yeah. That was a good answer. I mean, that that was an interesting answer to hear because I know you, what do you teach a workshop about once a year to Yeah, but less artists? and less. Less and less. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I can really teach someone how to paint and people come expecting to learn how to paint like me in three days. And... They just need a mentor for about five years, or they just need to go home and get a book and paint. <laughs> Do it over yes, and over and over. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, there's just, and that's the other great thing about paint is there are so many variations in how it can be applied and how it can be mixed and all these things about how you can do, you know, there's like probably an indefinite way of using paint to get mm -hmm. different effects people do colors. use it so differently yes yes so i think unless you uh experiment with it you know on your own mm -hmm. um, you're not going to get the full uh, range of value you know that you could get yeah and you're reminding me because we talked before I was going to a workshop with Jeremy Sams. And you and I talked before. I can't remember if we talked afterwards. Uh, I don't think we did. Okay. Because when I came back from that workshop, like people would ask me, what'd you get out of it? Because yeah, Jeremy's yeah. an amazing know, painter. Because I yeah. love his work. <laughs> yeah. And what I got out of it is I am never going to paint. I'm not ever going to use those paints exactly the way Jeremy does. Right. That is what I came home with. That right. Jeremy does it that way because mm -hmm. Jeremy has been out there and out there and mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And he has come up with what works And for he can him. show you and show you and show you. Right. But, yeah. Right. I have to find exactly. the way I want to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That is... And you will. That was... Yeah. If you haven't already. Yeah. Right. And that was my greatest lesson. Mm -hmm. And it was a really great thing to realize that, that is wonderful yeah yeah and uh i don't know if i'll keep this on the audio but jeremy did i tell you this jeremy did several demos and after one of them he looked at us and i watched the whole demo and even like was taking photos at various stages he turned around and was like okay anybody have any questions and i said how'd you do it yeah <laughs> I mean, I had sat there and watched the whole thing, and no when it was done, it was did. like, how'd you get yeah. to that point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'd like to watch him paint. He has some beautiful colors. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he's another one with a gift. Yeah. One of the one of the most fun, and you probably don't want to put this on there either. <laughs> <laughs> one of the okay. most fun classes I ever taught was um, class for recovering drug addicts, women. And I was so stressed out about it because I wanted it to be such a good, positive experience for them. So I got all this acrylic paint and all these brushes and you know, canvas, real canvases, and I just wanted it to be top-notch, and I was ready to do this paint long or whatever they wanted to do. So they... I said, well, here's red, yellow, and blue. Actually, Sue Dollimore, I talked this over with her. <laughs> she 
she is an amazing uh, person but and so good with people but she said just take the paint and say that here's red yellow and blue and some white and you can mix them to get different colors let me know if I can help you with anything so I did that there was two hours of silence we played music and afterwards all the people said oh my gosh that was the most wonderful <laughs> experience thank you thank you thank you for letting us paint well, and that was just so gratifying because so they just had the freedom they to express they just had the freedom to express and they were not afraid you know and they were they didn't say oh my goodness this is terrible they all loved their paintings and were proud of them that was wonderful that's fabulous yeah, that was great she is a wise one that she is very <laughs> amazing yeah yeah she yeah. really is thanks for sharing that and I do want to get in one question about medium because it does appear that oil and that's what we've talked about is your main medium but mm -hmm. I think you do use at least one other medium right yes I, I use watercolor uh-huh I do paint and watercolor occasionally okay and when I get the watercolor out I think why do I ever paint in oil <laughs> I love watercolor uh. too but I I just don't make the transition very often okay yeah. do you and I actually met you at the Appalachian pastel society years ago yes. like do you still use pastels at all no you were back then yes some? I, okay. I was I was thinking about it as an art teacher I did teach art uh, a few years but as an art teacher I and you know as an art education major I used every you know not every medium but I used a lot of mediums so I've I've had a little experience with a lot of things and I love pastel but I yeah just prefer the the way the oil just sticks to the game yes yeah. stays where you put it <laughs> yeah and the watercolor yeah. too <laughs> yeah and what what is it particularly about watercolor that you love well my watercolors are not real tight they're real uh, uh, I kind of let the medium do a lot of its own thing. So those blossoms that people try not to get, and I, I just love those. Yeah. I just kind of go with the flow in watercolor. So it's very freeing it's when very you're freeing. using it. Yeah. Ah. And I love the colors. And, and uh, you know, it's never one to use that mask, it, but I like to leave the white, you know, spaces. It's, it's real different way to think about painting yeah. you know than oil but yeah but I really love getting it out especially in the summertime for some reason outside do you have any in the studio I'd love to see if yeah. you have any I'd love to when we're done uh -huh. thanks okay okay I, I want to give you a chance ask you if there's anything else that we didn't cover that would be important to you one thing I do, I do paint at weddings and events. I, um, I've been, uh, I'm kind of on the wedding planner circuit at Biltmore. So they call me, that one needs to be touched up. But mm -hmm. there's one up there that is all done and um, happy, happy events. And that's really fun to, to um, kind of blend my plein air and my figurative work and 
paint and capture uh, a special event for a memento. Yeah, that is so. really cool. So that's how you get your people mostly through yes. Biltmore? Um, or? Yeah, through Biltmore. And also, I think, I, I don't know, I've, it's on my website, so sometimes I'll get a call from other people places mm-hmm. and uh, it's really fun all the people come up and they go well I'm the great uncle of the bride <laughs> so I go well stand right there I need to paint you in make sure you get me in <laughs> yeah. but anyway it's really fun but they're really not when you're painting standing right there are they yes, aren't they, they moving are. around oh. they are well everybody's moving around and I'm just set up there and so people come over and check out the painting and that's fun for them but um, I yeah I get there a little early and put in some of the backdrop and um, and then just kind of paint people in as they come in and sometimes I'll take a picture of them with my phone or my iPad and kind of sketch them in what a challenge yeah it's 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 really challenging. That one was a real challenge. <laughs> oh, they're so intricate. And there's so many people in yeah, that one. That one ended up with a lot of people. Well, it was uh, a lady who works for the Board of Elections and a firefighter in Asheville. And so the fire, all the firefighters were there. And her office gave her the painting as a wedding present. Oh, wow. <laughs> so all of her office who had donated the money for the painting came. And so I told him I had to paint him in because, you know, back in the Middle Ages, the artists worked for the church, mainly the Catholic Church. They had all the money. And so if you donated the money for the painting for the altar, you might be St. John <laughs> and the artists would be obliged to paint oh. a portrait of whoever gave the money. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all in there. <laughs> cool. Somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm glad you remembered to mention that. Thank you. Quite the memento for yeah. people. Yes. Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for sharing so much of what it's like for you to do what you're doing. And it's just been wonderful to talk to you and see how much you love the life you're leading. That's great to hear. Oh, thank you, Meredith. I really yeah. appreciate you coming out. And yeah. it was a pleasure. Thank you. And you're very welcome. Check out the show notes at localhearted.com for links to Cheryl's sites and examples of her work. There are also links to the other artists mentioned during this episode. While you're on the Local Hearted site, if you want to be sure you never miss an episode, be sure to sign up for the mailing list. Through July 31st, 2017, Cheryl is the featured artist at the Asheville Gallery of Art, where she also shows her work year-round. You can also see Cheryl's work in person at Seven Sisters Gallery in Black Mountain, North Carolina, and at Up Against the Wall Gallery in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also visit Cheryl's studio in the River Arts District of Asheville at the Northlight Studios building at 357 Depot Street. If she's not outside somewhere painting, you may be able to catch Cheryl in her studio and enjoy some conversation with her yourself. You most certainly will find Cheryl in her studio during the twice-yearly River Arts District Studio Strolls. I want to give a big thank you to Cheryl for sharing so much of herself during this interview. 
And I want to talk about one last topic for the artists in the group. I am bringing back Don Chitwood for another interview. Don, if you remember, was in a couple of the very first interviews of the Local Hearted podcast. She is a social media expert in downtown Asheville. And last time we talked about using Facebook for artists and Facebook advertising. And if you miss those episodes, you can find them in the archives on the localhearted.com website. But I am wanting some feedback from local artists about what topics you would like to hear Don talk about. And I'll be sending an email out to the artists in the group also. But if you're hearing this and you have some ideas, feel free to write to me at meredith at localhearted.com. Some possible choices would be using LinkedIn for artists, Pinterest for artists, Instagram for artists, and how to manage your social media as a whole. If anybody has any other ideas or wants to vote for one of those ideas, again, please write to me at meredith at localhearted.com. Okay, thank you so much for listening. This is Meredith Adler for the Local Hearted Podcast And the podcast's theme music, Learning to Fly, is courtesy of and copyrighted by Jamie Noter Thomas.